this week on This Galarian Life, the party challenges a new Iron Fang regiment. And then, Atreja, give me a reflex save as it breathes a cone of, like, negative energy at you. But the new companion wilds out. And you'll just see me, like, open my hand and stab a stab my dagger through it that I've been holding and just sink it and punch the ground. They show their opponents the pitfalls of battle. So, uh, Gavin, what do I do? You need to make a DC 30 climb check or take <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking asshole. But as it becomes time to learn about each other. No, okay. honey, I think it is due time for us to have a conversation. But if you don't mind, that's makes a, a bit comfortable. Atreja smacks her sword to the ground, casting Zone of Truth. Can they rally for the fight ahead? They always said the battle always begins with quiet. Listen to find out. It has been 68 episodes since we began this endeavor into our podcasting story. When we first started, it was a bunch of ragtag adventurers who didn't know what they were doing, and slowly they learned tragedy they learned how to survive they learned how to fight back and now they are learning how to defend this never went the way i thought it would go book three has seen more casualties than i ever imagined a single book would hold but here we are this is your dm derek and at the beginning of episode 68 of this galarian life we find ourselves ending the counteroffensive against the iron fang legion How will this all end? You all are about to find out. But before then, I would like to say thank you for everybody who follows us on all of our social media accounts. If you don't, please give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, send us an email, do whatever you want to do to support the show, because it incredibly helps us every single day to get the word out there. Whenever we have posts on Reddit or people sharing us on Twitter, we see amazing spikes that day, so you all are helping us reach our goals and our dreams of making this podcast something that people like and enjoy and is something special. So thank you for that. But 68 is special as well. Presenting episode 68. Now you siege me. For tonight's episode, we're kind of in a weird area because there's not a lot for you guys to do. There's, I mean, you've already basically initiated the combat with the siege camp at the riverbed. So if that's finished, basically it's just a waiting game until the battle of long shadow starts. So I kind of like this conversation cause I don't know how long this is all going to last. I like, I don't think this book in general has gone the way any of us thought it would first coming into it, which actually raises some interesting questions. I think since the end of book two, four of you had to have had to uh, bring in new characters at fairly high levels. So, I mean, are there any, like, pitfalls or things that you like about bringing in luck characters that high compared to starting at level one? Oh, what about what about you, Eames? What did you like about getting a new character? Do attacks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Richard had two attacks, and Truxton had two attacks at that I point. I like Richard. I couldn't play him forever, though. Yeah, you only had two attacks toward the very end, though. I I got uh, two attacks from the very beginning with Charlie. So yeah, when are you gonna give that boy shatter defenses, Gavin? 
Eames, I really want to know your feelings on having to build higher level characters. <laughs> it was really tough, but I honestly, I put in the work and the effort. And just like everything in life, you know, that I do, I, I, went, I went hard. I went at it. And I produced the world's greatest Dungeons and Dragons Pathfinder 3.5 character of all time. It honestly, is really that's impressive, and that's why when I make a new character, I'll be coming to you first to help me out with it. It's 10% luck. It's 10 Please do, but I do not work for free. Skill. 15% concentrated power of will. 50% pleasure. <laughs> 90% being able to convince Gavin to do it for you. No oh, 100% yeah. chance I'll forget my character's name. Hey, you know, that's why we just named him Charlie. It's Buster. What about you, William? Uh, where did you get your inspiration for the Vital Strike build? <laughs> well, actually, Gavin, it's funny you asked that because it was actually you. Oh! oh what? <laughs> but, uh... I just, uh, I, I definitely, the mechanical plan came from you, and I had a plan for Laura, which I wanted her to be like a archer fighter, and you, uh, your particular build of archer fighter is uh, very nice. I enjoy it, and um, I don't know. I just also kind of like the aesthetic of like being a a great bow user from like Dark Souls, and I just shoot giant arrows that throw people around. Which, unfortunately, due to the fact that it's just easier to kill people, I do have a lot of like neat tricks I can do with being an archer. Like I can, I can like disarm people and trip people and do stuff like that. But unfortunately, violence is usually the answer. So there were three happy moments in Gorgook's post-military life. All right, drinking gnome piss, putting that little wretched creature from the cave into the sharpshooter before passing out and learning that his good friend Greg was sipping the cream tea. Those are the three best moments of his life. I just want you to know oh, that. Fucking Christ. I'm going to have to use that as a metaphor in some other game. If I ever have to like accuse a player of dating a half-orc, I'm like, so uh, do you like green tea? <laughs> yeah. How about you, Gavin? You want to give us any insight into Penny? Well, she's an arcanist. Uh, just a straight arcanist. No archetypes or anything. Uh, I made her... Yeah, that's true. I made her with the idea about like i don't i don't think that like i can i can make a character that does a lot of damage but i've never really enjoyed that like playing jack was fun but it wasn't it wasn't like super gratifying because i also got rid of all of the spells and just made them lop because i felt like that's what we needed at the time but as as we kept going you know syrix and her painful stare uh started really popping off and you know charlie Teresia and uh, Laura, right? Which Greg did a lot of damage, but like William can't roll, so uh, you relying on one big hit every round makes it very consistent. And so seeing that, I kind of, you know, I thought to myself, it's like, all right, what are we missing here? And I look at everybody and it's like, I think everybody would benefit from haste. And so most characters that like i think half the characters i've ever made started out with that idea of like okay what's the best way to get haste in the party and so that left me with a few basically i had to choose between like a wizard a sorcerer an arcanist or a strange variation of um like maybe a magus or uh like a support magus which i looked up i didn't like there's a witch patron that there are two of them that give you haste However, I just played a witch from 1 to 17 in another campaign. So it's like, eh, 
you know, I'm already tired of the witch. Uh, and I thought about doing wizard, and I really almost did wizard. However, I wanted something a little more than a standard wizard. Uh, something a little more, uh, more abilities, less, less basic, so to say. So that, like, led me to Arcanist. And I knew at the very beginning, it's like, maybe I could get a damage spell as a treat for myself. But otherwise, I was just gonna focus on buffs and CC. All right, I guess last but not least, uh, J Jeff, like, I mean, Teresia is cool. Like, you, you go in, you know, war priests are fun. You get to ramp up with them. It's like they slowly become... Chugga, like, chugga. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so here's the deal. Gorgug uh, was very fun to play. Uh, never quite got to hit its full potential, both because of limitations I placed during character creation, uh, out of both ignorance and RP, and because uh, we've never got that far. But Teresia's goal was very simple. I wanted to build a character who was very fucking hard to hit. Now, I've accomplished that through the most brute force of techniques, which is just high AC. Warpriest gave me a good path to that. Uh, technically, Teresia has a Warcraft variant multi-class with fighter. For anybody listening who doesn't know what variant multi-classing is, it's an optional rule in Pathfinder, where multi-classing is no longer two levels fighter, one level monk, whatever. No, it's just you level up with your war priest, but every every now and then, one of your level features gets replaced by something from the other class. In her case, and this is why I did this, one is it gives you uh, bravery, so a little bit of resistance versus fear, which that's fine, I'll take it. But the other one is armor training and weapon training. Armor training is good because it raises your dex cap of your armor. And Teresia, because she used those wonderful Pathfinder rules where you can get dex to AC and damage and to hit, um, is very dexy. The girl got 10 strength, right? But she's got so much dexterity. You know, um, I have a, I have an interesting point to that. The, uh, the variant, it's kind of cool because the variant multi-class uh, was the inspiration for how multi-classing worked at Pathfinder 2, we have, uh, because it kind of works the same way. Uh, you can kind of choose at your own pace, but the idea of it, if you stick with it at the same rate, so to say, that variant multi-classing in Pathfinder 1 egos, then 2e multi-classing is quite is almost exactly the same the only thing annoying about vmc is for certain abilities and things you qualify for as a quote-unquote fighter uh you have to read the rules really closely about what your fighter level actually is when you're very multi-classing with it but aside from that it's, it's pretty straightforward and the things i've lost are insignificant in all in all actuality uh for the goal to build uh and like i was saying earlier teresa is like a freight train she's always tough but within about four to five rounds when I'm getting like a lot of pluses to hit, I think my bonuses top out at like plus seven, plus six, and that's just the hit and damage. I forget. I can't get too much of an AC bonus aside from Sacred Armor. Maybe if Ace is there, we can talk. Uh, but she's uh, pretty good. I, I think if, if I can get her to level 15, we could realistically have a world where she has just walking around 40 armor class, which, you know, not bad. Although, as we've learned, Touch AC... Even though she has a high dex, touch is still, you know. Yeah, if someone like built an alchemist, it would probably fuck me up really bad. Or an alchemical golem. Ooh. Oh, ooh. no. Don't, don't joke. I mean, you guys already fought alchemical golems. No, those weren't so bad, really. It was mostly... See if, if They only, killed if, Druxton! Well, if their Teresia had changed that <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Sam. that was the one encounter Teresia's had where she was knocked down more than a handful of HP from anything. I wish I could roll. So, so y'all got some, some uh, business to get to. 
uh, before you a uh, creature. Uh, looks like a creature on the back of a horse. Uh, but it is actually one solid creature. Has just split the river. Uh, if anybody has a knowledge nature check, go ahead. Ooh, I can do knowledge nature. If not, go ahead and roll initiative. Whoa. Yo, this... <laughs> I rolled a two! Uh, well, that fucking thing's spooky. Hold on, I got this, bros. His name is RJ Palmer, and he was born in 2017, so he is two years old. Nothing to be worried about here. While the fight's preparing to start, Teresia will look to Penny and address her thus. Wizard, now's your time to prove your loyalties. Don't disappoint. If you decide to, of course. It's, it'll be an honor fighting it. beside you, Teresia. Okay, I got a 29. So I guess none of you know what the creature is. Okay, uh, well... Roll it, Charlie! What? You said you had to acknowledge nature. No, I just said I had a hunch. Oh. And it said its name is RJ. Okay, well, it is... Uh, Penny's turn. Uh, Penny steps forward and she opens her eyes and they turn from the brown that they were originally to a black and her pupils turn from a black to a red and she smiles at the group and seems to hold in a bit of laughter as she takes a dagger from her hand and she cuts her cuts her hand a bit and using the blood she splatters it on all of you um, and unless you make a will save you're all hasted. Yeah, you're all I would rather not make a will save. I'll take it, baby. Oh, that was wild. Uh, Teresia. I love Gavin. Can I just say, I'm so glad Jack's there. Thank you. This new character's great. Damn, dude. This new character's great. I love that. It was more a compliment than an insult. Silver's. Uh, but Teresia, it's also your turn. Double book speed, bitch. Do it. Uh, so, yeah, I suppose. All right, fuck it. We're going in. Teresia runs in there. Swift cast divine favor. Punches that fucking horse. And by uh, punching me, slashes it. As you get closer, I, this is like a horse that kind of seems to be like wilting away. But there is also like a rider who is attached to the top of it. But it's one creature. It's very startling. Oh, God. That's very spooky. So I get a plus one from the haste and my stuff from divine favor. Uh, did you also add heroism? Uh, oh. Why did I... Heroism is a plus two to all D20. Oh, oh my god. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's gonna be 31. Yeah, I don't hit. Okay. I don't know why it rolled two different attacks like that, but we'll take that damage on bottom. That's gonna be uh, 12 damage. Okay. Yeah, I guess this big thing just really needs to die, so. Let's see, I get a bonus to hit from haste, correct? That heroism, you get a plus three. One from haste and two from heroism. Yep. And at that, at, at that range, you get an extra attack, I think, if you're full attack. Yeah, if you're in a full attack, do it. But otherwise, you know, if you're going to do your regular attack, that's fine. I think doing my wombo combo is still more of a sure bet based off of how I roll for damage. Okay, and with plus three. Okay. Uh, here's my first arrow. Not with my rage shenanigans. Does a 28 hit? Uh, yes. That weird horse guy. Oh boy, I have to roll for damage, damn it. Does heroism give me damage to bonus or just to no. hit? Neither does haste. Yeah, there's 21 damage uh, from a plus three bow. And they uh, have the minus two to ability checks, attack rolls, saving throws, and skill checks. Here's my hasted shot. Oof, I rolled. It's so the first shot I rolled a 
a nine and got a 28. And now I roll a four and get a 23. Dear God. A 23 does miss. Damn it. No, plus 14. Hey, there's a 13 plus 14, 27. Uh, it's... Ooh, hey, that was an okay roll. There's 24 damage. Okay. And I just start pumping my huge, giant orc arrows into that thing. Okay. Uh, it is the troop's turn. Uh, the troop just saw Laura go after their good, good horse friend, and they think the horse kind of has everything else covered. So they'll take an attack at Laura, and each one of them almost simultaneously uh, changes their stance into a more offensive position and each reach into a bandolier and grabs a bomb and all of them will throw it at Laura. Give me a reflex save. I'm being yeeted at. That's a 27 on my reflex. Okay, you're going to take half. If only I got uncanny dodge. Oh, wait, this might be a radius. Yeah, it's a radius. Yeah, troops do like AOEs, don't they? Um, so everybody within 20 feet of Laura, give me reflex saves. So I guess everybody, except for uh, Teresia. Hold on. 19! Uh, it's a success. 27! 8. Ah, fail. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlie, you're gonna take full damage, everybody else take half. Uh, so 10 damage for everybody. Charlie, you take 21. And it is the horse's turn. Horse boy. Well, five foot step back. And then, uh, Teresia, give me a reflex save as it breathes a cone of, like, negative energy at you. Does that also count as an evil attack? Oh, God. Okay. Is, uh, is haste a plus one or a plus two on reflex saves? Plus one, right? One. Uh, plus one on reflex save. Heroism doesn't give you a bonus to reflex saves. Okay. Yeah, it only gives you bonus to fear saves. Uh, for a, a 32. So, you're going to take half of this. Uh, 20 points of damage. And as the cone, like, reaches you, all of the grass and this plant life that it crosses also, it's just dead. And you feel like your your life essence kind of being, like, torn away from you, but you're able to shake it off, more or less. It is the one hobgoblin who is not part of the troop's turn. Uh, he's going to take out a crossbow, and let's say he'll shoot out Laura. This is what I get for being artillery. What was it? I'm sorry, it, it's a miss. He rolled a three. Oh, big sad. Uh, Get good, hobgoblin fucker. Charge that bitch, Charlie. Move, study, hit. Move, study, hit. All right, I'm not even going to fucking lie to you guys. I'm really pissed today. And that's bad news for you enemies because nobody woke me up and I slept in late and I didn't even have time to put on my scarecrow costume and do the thing I wanted to do. So now I'm feeling pretty angry and I'm going to uh, gonna rush up on him. Why didn't you tell me? Penny, we'll talk later. So double movement speed. Is that all I can do if I do that? No, you can charge. Okay, if I straight charge. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna charge him then. And then I don't think I can focus or anything, right? Because that's a swift. That's a swift. You can do it. Okay, then I then I am gonna do that. Um, so you're gonna challenge the horse. Yes, I will challenge the horse and then charge and attack once. Correct. Roll. Do it. it. Uh, am I at any bonuses right now? You have a plus three. One from haste, two from heroism, only to hit. Uh, okay. Plus two from the charge, so a total of plus five. Ooh. Eric is correct. Feeling good about it. All right. Uh, 35, just out of the crit range, damn. Yeah, that hits. Is there any bonus to damage at all, or just straight? Just damage? from your challenge. 27 damage. Not uh, bad. She's not looking great. Decent, decent. My turn? Um, I cast Displacement on myself. 
and yep. advance here. Um, and Penny. I, uh, I go ahead and move up uh, 5, 10, 10, 20. I'll go ahead and move here, and you'll just see me like open my hand and stab a stab my dagger through it that I've been holding and just sink it and punch the ground. And as I do, like my fist goes through the ground, but it doesn't go into the ground that I'm pointing at. No, in fact, it goes into the ground right here. Ooh. Well, yeah, the ground right here. It's a fucking earthbender. And a massive pit falls, and I I don't know how the troop works with pit spells, Derek. I don't know either. I'm just gonna say if, it, if the if the troop fits, it's inside. You? <laughs> if the troop fits, no. Where? Okay, so it's like a ten by it's like a ten by ten. But basically, it's like this square right here becomes a pit, and mm. I need that hobgoblin there to make a make a reflex save. Seven on the die, so probably not. All right, it falls into this pit of acid, and a few of the other people do, but not enough to affect the troop, I guess. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll tell you. Penny out here about to catch a back band, though. I'm gonna roll the saving throw for the hobgoblins. If they fail, enough of them fall in that it does your, the acid damage, but it's not gonna impede like their movement. Dang, that's a cool. The uh, twenty-one. It is not enough. Okay, so they'll take the acid damage. Cool. So and they... I guess the falling damage if there's falling damage. There is. There is a d6 of falling and two d6 of acid. You can make it a spiked acid pit, Gavin. Make it really fancy. Later. That's not high enough level yet. How much damage? That is a total of uh, four regular fall damage and eight regular or eight acid damage. Uh, and the person who is in the pit, the uh, the single one, has to make a considerable save to get out. Climb DC of thirty. So the, the hobgoblin engineer falls into the pit and then like five or six of the troop falls in as well. And it's uh, Teresia's turn. Five foot step, sacred armor, sacred weapon, burning a fervor. That's full attack, this piece of shit. At a plus eight, plus five. Oh, uh, and you have the extra attack from haste. Oh. I know. <laughs> Let's roll the full attack first. Uh, Derek, that's going to be a 36, a 28. And a 22. Uh, the first two hit. 17 damage, 19 damage. One less. Bonus okay. damage, and then bonus attack. Uh, yeah. a, a 33. I don't know why it's rolling twice, though. Roll a confirm. No, that's damage. Roll the confirm. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, there's a 40 confirmed there. Yes! Yep. So um, I guess we'll take that damage roll. Sorry, that's the one gay yes you'll get from me all year. And that makes it up to, uh, we're just doubling the damage dice. It's, uh, okay. That makes it, uh, 14 crit. It's a really bad crit, but... <laughs> so you get the static oh, damage, too. Yeah, 32. <clears throat> so, Teresia uh, swings, hits twice, and then on the back swing, does... She just kind of... The hand of Yomade drives the sword across the body, and the body of this thing is separated from the horse part, and it is dead. I'm full fucking Wombo Kabuma, and I turn my face and I look at the troop. That's why I doubt if you can hit my 36 AC, come motherfuckers. Uh, Laura's turn. So this dude is gone in the pit, right? As the creature dies, the water level of the river begins rising again. You're trapped over here with me, motherfuckers. That's dope. It's the one lady from Lord of the Rings. You're not, I'm not trapped in here with you, you're trapped in here with me. But also it's the Uh, turn. I'm gonna start pumping arrows into the fucking troop. Let's see if I can get multi-kills. 
Double kill. Triple Does a 37 kill. hit the troop? Uh, yeah. Manjaro. Troop takes 21 damage. Does a 36 hit the troop? Yeah. Boy! <laughs> the troop takes 18 damage. Does an 18 hit the troop? Uh, no. Okay. I rolled a four for that one. As I just put these huge arrows, I'm just like cutting down like two or three at a time as they're there. It's just punching through these poor ground troops. So it is the troop's turn. The troop moves up to where it's within five feet of each of you. That would provoke an attack from Cyrix if she wants to make it. Make it, make it, make it. Make it. Who am I hitting the troop? Yes. 25? Yeah. I'm a dumb bitch who didn't remember to stare, so. Well, that's immune to it anyway, so. 10 damage. Okay, so uh, it reaches out with a bunch of swords that are also on fire. So, uh, Teresia, you're going to take 14 points of damage. Six of that is fire. Ah. Charlie, take 14 points of damage, six of which is fire. And if I do that again, and Cyrix, you're going to take 19 points of damage. How does that interact with displacement? Uh, oh, Derek has to roll a d100. I don't know if I do. Uh, displacement. It, it, it's a swarm, so that's the only It's question. not an attack roll. Right, but. It's like it's an AoE. AoE doesn't save you. Or displacement wouldn't save you from an AoE, I don't think. Because this is them swinging like 50 swords at her. Look, I gave you guys the benefit of the doubt on that pit spell, so. I feel like this is fair. I feel, I feel like, like I haven't gotten to attack at all. It was an attack of opportunity. Yeah, this is only the second round. Yeah, you gotta remember that. We're in the tail end of it, but we're still in round two. Um, and then, as a swift action, uh, one of the troops pulls out a band-aid and puts it on another troop who's got a, a very deep cut. So I took 25 damage? Are you serious? No, you took 19 and just healed itself for like 25. That's what the racist. fuck? That's racist. They're so good with band-aids. It's fucking crazy. <clears throat> man. Uh, it is... The Hobgoblin Engineer's turn. The fucking acid, bro. So, uh, Gavin, what do I do? You need to make a DC-30 climb check? Or take a <laughs> What a fucking asshole. <laughs> this lasts only for ten rounds. Uh, you rolled a six. Well, but his strength check. bonus takes him up to a nine. Did he fall back in the pit of acid and takes four damage? To describe this to you all, it's a 20-foot pit, right? But the last five feet are just acid. Uh, so it's a, a Charlie, it's your turn. See you fucked up up. Jesus Christ, how do I top that? Um, uh, what should I go for here? Fuck them up, Charlie. Troop, kill the troop. I'm gonna Gavin on kill a fucking leash. And then, and then Wait, five is the troop the one with the smaller icon? The giant one. Whack him. Whatever, whatever yeah, you I'm gonna try, do that. Fi- try a five foot step back afterwards. I will. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna whack this fucking troop. See you then. Big, big twice style though. Uh, and I also am gonna shift my. I'm going to challenge him as well. Okay. Since the other one died, I believe I'm allowed to do that. Yes. Um, and yeah, I think I get two attacks. So. Oh, because of haste. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. First. Oh. Oh. How we feeling? Uh, that's a hit. Okay. That uh, was a 30 on the dice, by the way. Listening audience. 30 on the dice? You're all deep. Oh! Woo! <laughs> Second. Oh, uh, but the confirmation only is 17. Yeah. But the, he does have the plus three from heroism and haste. That is true. So it's a 20. Uh, Collective beginning. Ah, well, that'll be 26 damage anyway. And the third attack is a 22 on the dice. 
That misses. All right. Uh, so pretty Sarah. decent damage. Eric's. Yay, it's my turn. I'm gonna attack three times. Whip it real. Oh, down. I'm sorry. Lastly, I will five foot step back. Thank you. Twenty-six. Good luck, Charlie. Uh, that hits. Nine damage. Uh, that's a crit. Uh, confirm it. Oh. Twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, that confirms. Are you gonna your fire damage to your whips, by the way, baby? I'm not using the fire one. I didn't upgrade oh. it yet. Twenty-one damage. Um, so you, uh, wrap your leg of your whip around, uh, one of their legs, and then, like, dominoes, they fall, it fall backwards, <laughs> but also, like, when they fall, some of their bombs explode, and they, they all die very fast in a fiery explosion. Okay, so I still have the rest of my turn left, um, so instead of taking my last attack, I'm gonna move over to the edge of the pit. And, uh... Except how do you do that? Because you took two attacks, so... Oh, that's true. So I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna stay where I'm at and okay. chill out. A penny. I'll go ahead and, uh, walk over. Across the, the river that's, uh, choppy and flooded because the thing brought the water back? Don't tell how me many, how can. many... Hold on, sorry. Would that count as difficult terrain, or could I make it? Uh, that would count as swim checks because it's a choppy river. And I will... Cast fly and go over and look over at this person. Uh, he's very acidy. I will look at him and I will laugh at him. You hear a, like, just to describe it, to describe the character because she hasn't been described much. She flies over the river and just kind of kicks off a bit of the mud off her shoes and looks down to the pit and says, Laura's <laughs> just on the other side of the river looking at that, just kind of like, Man, I don't like hobgoblins, so that's a little creepy. What a good for her. <laughs> what a creative way to. <laughs> Teresia. Teresia looks over at the pit and looks at Penny's back and realizes that right now, with a five foot step and a full attack, we could end this nuisance once and for all. But then she looks down at her armor <laughs> and sees the blood on it and looks over and sees the dead hobgoblins. And she sheathes her sword and walks over to the edge of the pit, dismissing her blessings on her armor and sword. But goddamn, I could probably do it. <laughs> uh, uh, Laura. Uh, so where is, like, the catapult and stuff? Why uh, is on the other house? side of the river. Uh, but before I cross the river for reals, though, like, do we see, like, the rest of this invading force? Like, this isn't what they were bringing to take down Longshatter, right? Well, this was this was uh, some of the siege engines that they were going to prepare. They figured okay. it would take enough time, as slow as they were moving them, that they would get there about the time that the battle started. Okay. All right. Let's cross this river and not die. I'll get you jump, baby. Uh, swim. I mean, he's not gonna be able to climb out because he doesn't have any points. So how many rounds are left? Nine? Uh, eight at this point. Give me eight rounds of acid. Any last words, Hobgoblin? Total uh, of 34... Uh, 48, uh, 56, uh, 63, uh, 73, da- or 74 damage. Uh, he boils to death. I laugh. Could I do an acrobatics to jump? I mean, I guess if you want to. It's technically better than my swim. The check's not bad, actually. So, uh, if I get a running start, what kind of bonus do I get? Is it like plus one or something? You need to have 10 feet of space to get a running start. Uh, there's no bonus for that. That is the long jump. Unless you want a standing jump. Alright, yeah. I'll just roll the jump. Yeah, 16. I make it across. Yeah. Okay. 
So with my gigantic Herculean. Oh, and Cyrix, this might interest you. If you use a pole as part of a running jump, you get a plus two circumstance bonus. Hmm. So uh, the only like big poles. The only creature with any gear on it is the one that just melted in acid. Um, you find potion of cure serious wounds, ten alchemist fires, uh, eight fuse grenades, five smoke pellets, a plus one chain shirt. A heavy crossbow, a cloak of resistance plus one, uh, masterwork siege engine tools, masterwork thieves tools. Uh, so the only thing left to do, I guess, here is decide what you're going to do with the siege engines. Why well, we either take them or push them into the river? The fuck accent was that bitch? Oh, Jacques has been controlling my body. Huh? Uh, could we just see? We have an engineer. Uh, otherwise, could we just light them on fire? Oh no. Um I really I really think we could easily take these and uh it's a bit of a secret with siege engineering. Um some of you may know it. The thing is a catapult launching a large rock into a building is quite effective against land troops. They usually take the, the rolling rock and break up quite a few bones and even if they just get chipped by it, they're unusable in combat for the rest of the battle. It's a good it's a good weapon, one way or another. Putting them on our side of the wall would be beneficial to all of us, at, at least in my opinion. So at the rate they were moving with with the animals, the draft animals that they had pulling them, you don't know if you can make it back with them in time. Well, or it will be, like, right at the edge and won't have any other time to do anything else. Laura's right, then. If we can't make it back in time, then Laura's right about this. Do um, you have any little mud spells to lift the river? Give me an engineering check. I'll attempt. I got a 24. Are you still going um, to still be effective? Yes. There was... Yes. That's a, is that a plus two right now? Yeah, plus, plus two eight. to skills, yeah. Now I get a 23. So you think um, with a, a disabled device check, if anybody has it, you could just outright disable them or uh, sabotage them to the point where they wouldn't work or where they would like backfire if they were to come along them and it, get them to the assault. Sirix, why don't you put? If we can't move them, why don't you put your little mines under it, Sirix? Do you have the ability to deal with traps or maybe complex? Constructions, Syrix? No, uh, but I can put mines under it. Then maybe we should just burn them. They're pretty and they're well-made catapults, but fire will render them useless. Penny, you seem like the type of girl who likes to burn things down. It's practical. It's not emotional for me. Well, go for it anyways. Then we will burn it. Do you want to cast? Uh, do you want to cast spark at the same time? Ooh, Teresia. <laughs> Why are you saying such things? Let's just do it. Yeah, I take back what I said about that pit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, you burn them up. All of a sudden, I'm like, Teresia? Teresia stops. What is it, Spellcaster? I don't know if this is the right place. I'm not good at these kind of things. You, you're pretty good in a fight back there. I Don't take this the wrong way, but I was surprised. Most Siamidaeans are a bit... A bit of talk, but I think you really show what like goes on in those churches. She stares at you. Sorry, maybe I shouldn't be mentioning this. Deep. No, okay. honey, I think it is due time for us to have a conversation. 
But if you don't mind, let's make this thing a bit more comfortable. And Teresia smacks her sword to the ground, casting Zone of Truth. I accept the will save. I just I just fail it on purpose. Okay, ask me anything you want me to. A nice nine-minute conversation. Where do you come from, Penny? Tabor. Damn it. I didn't want to mention that. Why not? Tabor's a bit... Um, have you ever been to Tabor? I'm the one asking the questions here, Penny. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. It's hard to explain. Um... So, let me explain it this way. Wow. I think you'll, you'll understand. You'll understand. Imagine if a knight went a full life of service with no battle, and then they had a child. And then that child all of a sudden became a commander of you, and that child acted like they knew what they were doing. But they had never drawn their sword in a sense of conquest or in a sense of defense of their home. Imagine if they, they like, told That was a wonderful parable, Penny. Tell me, where'd you learn your magic? One of the major capital, or one of the major colleges, universities of Calgary. Why does it involve blood, Penny? I I don't do blood magic. Why are you cutting up your hand, Penny? Um, it it intimidates the enemies and my allies a bit. I don't really need to do it. It's mostly this book. Um, I, uh, I use this book to cast spells somewhere to a lot of arcane casters. It's, it's nothing, nothing insincere. Now, Penny, why did I detect evil on you? I don't have the most sincere intentions with your group of people. That's good. What are your intentions, then? I want you all to succeed. Let's be more precise. Why do you say they're not sincere? Because if I say I want you to succeed, the more basic individual would say, that's enough for me. But the more realistic, forward-thinking individual, such as you, would say, why? And what's that motive you're working towards? Personal ambition, Teresia. Towards what end? Unlimited power. Uh, She pauses and thinks for a moment, feeling the the divine pressure upon her. And you see her bite her nails, which are colored black. We got the fucking sorority girl and the goth. Okay. I see what you're asking, but my intentions are... Quite obvious. Maybe not my goals are quite obvious, but my intentions are that you all win and that the Iron Fang fails. I don't want them to win, and I don't want them to have a semblance of victory. I want these hobgoblin foes, these bugbears, these goblins to suffer an immense defeat and never have any power in this region. And what's your ultimate goal? You beat the hobgoblins, you have everything you want, Penny. What is the really want deep down? Well, okay. I don't like everybody. And some of the people I don't like are in the Iron Fang Lynchin. And they're, they're in power. And I just want them to go. I just want the Iron Fang language to, to, to fail, you know? I don't want them to be controlling over this region. I don't want these people, these humans, to succeed in this conquest. Because they, 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 don't, they, don't, they shouldn't be under control of the Iron Fang Legion. I want them to fail. That's all. That's fun. And one last question, Penny. If I or my allies stand in your path to power, would you kill us? Or at least try to? I would expect nothing less from you as well, Teresia. And this spell then, fades. Then I think we have an understanding, Caster. Come, we have work to do if you want to kill more hobgoblins. Following you. And she, and Teresia uh, bops her ponytail she walks. Scarlet walks up. Yo, I was having some real trust issues with this group until Penny arrived, but Penny, you are my rock. Oh, yeah. She wants to kill Iron Fang. She's friend oh, already. Pet the bunny. 
Charlie, do you mind if I talk in the third person? Feel free. Charlie. That's a really bad side. Teddy loves you. <laughs> you get back to town, and uh, there's two more things you can do. Uh, we got another siege supply and another readiness, or another um, internal defense. We got another internal defense roll we can make, another siege supply. Let's do them both! Okay, for siege supplies, um, uh, give me another survival check. Lola? <sighs> God damn what it. A, what an asshole. Even with my guidance, you get a 16, you prick. Oh, oh, eight. A natural one. Oh, that uh, natural ones don't make fail. Failures. I will aid Laura. You got it, though, because DC 15. Aw, yeah. She gets a plus two. So, actually, like a plus. That's actually like a 20. And then Eternal Defenses is the Diplomacy or Knowledge Local or Craft, if you have it. I will will aid a Knowledge Local because someone has like a plus 20. I will do a Knowledge Local. Gavin's really feeling it. I got 25. I got a 23 for the aid. I got 27! Okay, well, you get internal defenses. Good job, everybody. How many points do we get from that? Uh, five from both. Beckley, you're a goddess. Do it for me, because I am not coherent. I got it. We have 170 defense points, boys! Okay, so that's the last of the made the things you can do. If somebody, we'll say two of you can make up bullshit, and then I'll come up with a roll, and we'll see if it'll. I'll pick up bullshit real quick. What Scarecrow. do you? What in your in the final hours? What do you want to do to make this town ready? Okay, I'll turn to the main people of this group who are who know this region, and I will tell them. Um, do you all know how to make people who walk into this town hurt? Do you all know how to make these people suffer? Could you do that for me? These hobgoblins who want to hurt your family. All they want to do is cause you pain. Help me. All they want you to do is go out and take a shot and then run. And then come back and take a shot and then run. And then nonstop decrease the morale of this group. Make it to where when they see the walls, they see their dead friends. When they see conquests, they see their friends and allies, their family members on pikes. That's all I want. Okay, so that was wild. Um, I guess you're trying to, like, muster the troops. Uh, give me, like, a diplomacy or an intimidate check, I guess. Yeah, you bet. Oh, that was a 10. <laughs> it falls on deaf ears. Yeah, I, Can I the, aid? the reasoning, the reasoning, let me make this clear, the reasoning... Because as I say that, I'm like licking like chicken figures that are covered in blood. Um, I'll, I'll say some people were kind of into it. Kind of like the weird, creepy churches are into it. So, uh, I don't know. Add three defense points. This Name exactly up. which churches are the weird, creepy churches. This bitch Fuck you, William. Fuck you, William. Don't say shit, Derek. This, this bitch wearing a fucking Invader's Zone t-shirt. You don't got shit. Okay, we you don't got shit on me. One one more action. Do we want to go talk to Nava? If you can relations. set up like wards and ways so we can have full tech. I feel like that's a good idea. Actually, yeah. Uh, I go up to Laura and say, hey, before we sleep for the night, 
Let's go talk to Nava. I have an idea. Hi, Cyrix. Hi, Laura. What do you need? Nava, Laura and I have been having some very bad dreams recently, and I think you might be able to help us. And then also maybe put some wards around the town. Yeah. Um, uh, she kind of listens to your story about the dreams, does a spellcraft check. It seems like it's a spell being cast on you in the moment. A remove disease, remove curse kind of thing isn't going to help, but uh, she casts protection from evil on both of you. Um, and uh, like non-detection, I guess. So it's going to be super hard to find you, and even if they do, um, you'll get extra rolls on your saving throws if they find you. Yeah, um, and goddamn. Sam's character's got the best possible spell for this situation. What? There's a mesmer spell that protects you while you sleep explicitly and gives you advantage on the roll and a huge bonus. Oh, why was I going to like think that this was going to come up and take that spell? Anyway, uh, and then Nava agrees to uh, go around the outsides of the walls and like energy-proof them, so she'll put on some uh, fire war gels and acid war gels and stuff. Um, and that'll... Ten. Ten points. Are there any conversations real quick? Last-minute preparations, last-minute conversations. Strange is going to have a conversation with God, or at least make a prayer to Iomadek in a full-on ritual sort-out situation at the church. The best you could find. Okay. But that's, you know, is what it is. I'll let the other people talk before we discuss that if we need to. Um, I want to have a conversation with Laura before the night is over. I guess as we uh, are walking away from Nava, I look at Laura and say, do you want to talk in private for a second? Yeah, why is everybody talking in private all the time in this goddamn group? We're all women except for you, Charlie. <laughs> He's a fucking MG toe now. Great. Does anybody ever want to? Nobody ever asked me to talk in private. I'm noticing. Hey, Charlie, you want to go talk in private? Laura nods and follows you. Come to church with me, Charlie. Come to come to church with with Teresa. No, I don't like church. I like to sleep in on Sundays. Well, it's every day of the week. Because I am a day accepted. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> so, so Laura and Cyrix go to the side. Uh, we, yeah, we find, like, a, an alley, I guess, off to the side. And, uh, I look at Laura and I say, You had me make a, make a promise to you yesterday for something that I would say to your daughter if you died. And I want to ask you to make a promise as well. Very well. That's only fair. I haven't really told anybody, alive or dead in our group, about my past. And some of the nightmares I've had recently have made me realize that I lost someone very dear to me named Farum. It's a girl I grew up with who I loved and thought I would spend my life with. And so if I die tomorrow, I guess, I don't want to say have a funeral for her, but send a prayer up to Caden Callie and, and remember her for me. Very well. Uh, Laura kind of like puts a strong hand on your shoulder. Hopefully these things do not come to pass. We are capable, but they are many. I hope we both make it out alive, Laura. Too many yeah. of us have died. Teresia is in, there's probably not a church of Iomaday in this town proper, but she finds, perhaps thinking about Jack, she goes to that little temple and she finds a sepulcher off the side. She closes the door. She lights some candles. She, <laughs> it's going to be good. She lays her sword on the altar before her takes one knee, sits, 
commits herself with a fervor and opens her heart to Iombade, asking for guidance, asking for protection, and asking the lady in shining armor to guard her, her allies in this town in the upcoming fight. She pledges her life to protect those who cannot protect themselves, and she is glowing with the fervor as she does all this. Treja mails off a sealed envelope with a wax stamp of her family's crest and the Iombade church symbol of the swords. She sends it express for a grand cost of a gold piece to Magnamar, to the High Holy Temple of Iombade, with the information she's learned thus far and certain requests of the church, if they deem her worthy to receive such assistance. Six people sit opposite side of a table from a council of dwarves in Kragodon's Grand Hall. One of them is beckoned to speak by the dwarf in the middle. In every military situation I was ever involved in, they always said the battle it always begins with with quiet. That's that's not the way it was in Long Shadow. And I have a feeling for the rest of what we do, that's not the way it's ever gonna be again. So dawn breaks in Long Shadow. This is day 12. This is the day they told you it was coming and the soldiers begin to climb the walls, waiting. On the horizon, you all see about 20, 30 hobgoblins standing on one of the hills a couple thousand feet away. The center of the formation breaks and a human man in chains and uh, ragged clothes begins to walk forward approaching Long Shadow's northern gate waving a flag of parlay and bearing a scroll he squints in the light of the setting sun but begins to read in a wavering voice people of Long Shadow you face the host of Hasarok lord of the war maze Emissary of the Iron Fang Legion, she whose horns shall pierce your walls and mercifully redden the river with your blood. You infest this place, which my mistress desires. In her mercy, she offers you this one chance. Throw open your gates, cast down your arms. You will serve her. You will serve the Legion. In this place you call home, and at these forges you so lovingly built, and your children will live to one day no freedom. Resist, and you will die. Do not think your deaths will be honorable. My mistress will crush you beneath her hooves, grind your bones into the earth, and what remains will rot. There is nothing you false heroes can do to stop this. Be wise. Are your lives, your families, your friends truly worth this bit of land and this false hope you cling to. Kasarak is a generous mistress, but her displeasure shakes the hills and brings tears even unto the gods. In the holy temple of Magnabar, a letter arrives. The high priest of the temple opens it, immediately recognizing the name on the envelope. 
and he reads Teresia F. reporting from Long Shadow. Iron Fang preparing siege on city. Found allies and have damaged key Iron Fang camps. Enemy force size unknown. Enemies seemingly have ability to transport troops with no supply lines cover great distances. Shelly and Paladin Joff fell by a powerful Iron Fang beast. Please send condolence and accolades to the Temple of Same. Odd Conjuration Wizard calling yourself Penny found helping Longshell prepare for attack. Seems helpful, but detects lightly as evil. Conditions do not currently allow for slaying a wizard at this time. I'm requesting a commune casting to ask her holiness for guidance. Send supplies and troops as possible, else prayers. Iron Fang likely to launch attack within seven days. Upon a hill, some thousand feet in distance from Long Shadow, where the Legion's forces are assembled, a single hobgoblin holds a shining spike of black aloft and drives it into the ground. For a moment, the army falls silent, and then the ground begins to rumble. With a thundering crack, the stones part, and a shaft of obsidian reaches into the sky, growing and twisting into an ominous tower. The echo of a thousand iron-shod boots echoes from the arch in the monolith's base, and from the darkness steps a woman of impossible stature, swathed in gleaming bronze. Long shadow, she bellows, as an army pours from the opening in the tower behind her. Her voice carries like thunder across the hills. The sun has set upon your pink faces because it is my will to gift you this one last moment of beauty. But now the sun is gone. And this night is the domain of the monsters. A small puddle in the desert reveals the same scene. Our camera pans up to the face of a man who wields the staff of Galarian. And as he sees all of these images appear in front of him, the disappearance of Gorgug's sword, the arrival of Truxton's, the dancing glaive, the spiked chain, walking away from a life they once knew, the preparations in Long Shadow, and the ultimate battle that is about to come. And he smiles. And then he disappears. And that's the end of our broadcast week. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.